I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome to FroPow, where your host, Auden Rags. Um, so this week we are talking to Madiba K. Jenny, who is an attorney based in New York City, and she's in the studio with us today. Um, she's also a freelance writer who um, focuses a lot in racial and gender justice and makes her completely awesome. Um, she also has her own podcast, Bard and Bougie. You guys should definitely check it out. Um, she has experience in, with direct services, impact litigation, and policy-based advocacy. I'm not really sure what most of that means, but I'm very excited to learn. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> she also says that her hot takes do not constitute legal advice, which I think is important to <laughs> clarify in our discussion today because we're going to focus a lot um, in legal stuff. Yeah. So welcome, Adiba. Welcome. Hi. Very excited to be here. We're super excited to have you here. We've been talking about this for a long while now. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start nice and slow and super sure. easy. Okay. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Hard hitting questions right off the bat. Yeah. Well, like you guys mentioned, uh, I'm an attorney. Uh, I focus on racial and gender justice work. 
uh, right now, I for the past two years, actually, I've been doing mostly work in the public housing area. Uh, but before that, I was doing uh, direct services work, uh, which is when you have like an individual client who you're like providing like work for. And I was working at a domestic violence survivors uh, agency. So I, yeah, I was working with like women who had been abused and they were seeking either like divorces or uh, say like child support or something or like immigration uh, like papers uh, since like if they were undocumented and they had an abuse an American abusive partner so there's like actually a pathway to citizenship if that's the case um, um, is that through U visa yeah through through U visas or yeah. through the violence against women act mm-hmm. um yeah so those are yeah there's a, a pathway there if you are uh, married to a U.S. citizen or a lawful permanent resident who is mm-hmm. abusive that and you can like document that document that abuse and that you did have a uh, mm-hmm. Uh, quote unquote like real marriage because immigration looks at every marriage like it's a fake marriage yeah um so you have to like prove that like this was like a real thing um then there is an avenue there to legal citizenship i have a lot of thoughts about this so Mm -hmm. i actually teach a social welfare policy class for msw students Uh um specifically in violence against women yeah um and so i just it's always like it seems so good on the surface, but like once you start kind of diving into the details, it's so shitty. <laughs> I feel like um, it would be so convoluted and difficult. Yeah. And you also yeah. have to you have to prove that you are working with law enforcement as well, like prove that you're cooperating and like how scary is that, especially mm-hmm. when you're undocumented. Yeah. And a lot of the times in domestic violence situations with a legal citizen or resident that you know that is a huge piece of power that they hold over uh their victim yeah <laughs> and there's also like a, a limit a, a numerical limit for the amount of visas that they can give out every year mm-hmm. yeah that that i know um because i've done some extensive my mom's an immigrant and mm-hmm. she's quote unquote a legal immigrant uh-huh. and i'm saying quotes because like <sighs> fuck legality yeah um uh fuck borders because they're like basically yeah. imaginary or like this is stolen land anyway so yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yes um but my 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 mom and her family came here when she was very young mm-hmm. um so like I've, I've done a lot of research into immigration just for my own knowledge of like if she was coming here now what would that look like right right yeah. um and each country basically has a visa limit and you have so many more people applying than what the visa limit is. Mm-hmm. And so. imagine like trying to, um, you know, a lot of these people who are applying for the visas, especially when they're an undocumented immigrant, um, they tend to be like lower income and less mm-hmm. educated, less literate. And you're having to apply um, with all of these legal papers that are yeah. in, I can't understand as a like native speaker mm-hmm. and then you have to fork over money for all of these things right like and then you may or may not get the visa it's it's pretty absurd to me that there is no uh like at least at the federal level, there's not like a, a right to an attorney in immigration cases. Yeah. And that's is that's just wild because yeah, like, and it's you have so much at stake here. Uh like if if you're like facing like deportation, for example, like that's a huge like due process issue. Exactly. You're being like uprooted from your whole life. Uh like yeah, tons of tons of concerns, safety concerns, depending on the country where you left. 
and to like not have an attorney there like some of these cases if you had a lawyer i'm positive that they would have won the case yeah but because they don't have attorneys they get shipped back to who knows where yeah um and that's even the case for uh most damningly i think children yeah uh, which exactly. is like the most astonishing things when you see these kids like in courtrooms uh told they can represent themselves uh and like some of these kids i'm um, like this kid is like like what three years old so like yeah. the amount of the years that i spent in law school and they're supposed to represent themselves like just just fine that's not how that works no and so i um when i was doing some research about this i was hearing a lot about um kids who had come here um with their parents when they were really young and they're undocumented and mm-hmm. didn't know it and right. grew up in america and thought that they were American by citizenship. And um, then, you know, maybe because they're young teenagers, they get yeah. in trouble with the law and then they get deported and they're, mm-hmm. they don't know anything about their home country. Right. They may or may not know their the native language yeah. and they certainly don't know the culture. Like it fucks you over mm-hmm. and they don't they don't have a right to a lawyer. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty it's pretty astonishing. Um, some some places are trying to change that on local levels. Like I know in New York City, we're working on uh, like providing folks with immigration attorneys. But that's just like a thing that the city is choosing to do. Uh, it's not that a thing that's like required or yeah, or even necessarily encouraged in other places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And um, I think for me, I uh, so I originally started out um, in social work in direct services with trafficking victims. Mm -hmm. And that's where I sort of started on this path, because um, it's just like it's the same thing. Like these people have experienced like very complex trauma. And then we're saying like and they're mostly undocumented. Right. Or overstaying their visa. And then you're being like fill out all these really fucking complicated papers so you can stay here maybe. Mm -hmm. And you have to prove that you've been trafficked. Like how do you do that? Like you have to prove that you're cooperating with law Mm -hmm. enforcement. You have to prove that you haven't committed any other crimes, which is like rarely the case. Like and also they only – They have only like 10,000 visas they can give out every year. And they're also only processed through one center in the entire country. Uh It's in Vermont. (laughs) Um, I think a really good illustration of this, and um, she she isn't. I'm saying this questioningly. Um, I don't think she is uh, an immigrant, but Satoya Brown, like she went through such a huge legal battle. I think she's a citizen. No, okay, yeah, so she is a citizen. Um, But she went through, like, this huge legal battle for being a sex uh, trafficked victim, Mm -hmm. and she still had to go through hell to try to, you know, deal with the legal repercussions of um, what she did, even though I think it's justifiable justifiable what she did. So imagine just being... Yeah, trying to prove, like, coercion, which is the main means of getting someone involved in trafficking like right. try to prove fucking coercion or even in the case of like someone trying to get um a u visa and they've experienced mm-hmm. domestic violence a lot of violence that people experience is not physical yeah, yeah. and like how do you prove that someone's been manipulating you mm-hmm. yeah there i actually learned like in the in the, just the course of like working on some applications not for u visas but the other vawa uh path uh 
it, we we had to like think of like frameworks be like how can we show emotional abuse and we had like words that we realized like okay they seem more likely to listen if you say that this person was so intimidated by the the partner that they were walking on the eggshells it was like yeah. a key word that I like knew to use walking uh, on eggshells yeah, yeah which is which is like strange uh, that you have to try think of how can I convince these people that emotional abuse is real and like what are they what makes them receptive to that um another sort of odd thing about that application process for for me anyway uh was that having to convince them as well that it is not a sham marriage because i feel on top of everything else right so it's like i'm talking with this person like learning all of these like really like difficult like parts of their life and about things that this that whoever their partner was did to them and yet I'm also supposed to be like so tell me your love story because I need to can we need to like let the immigration services know that this was a real marriage so like you need to tell me about like early dates you went on and give me pictures of you all happy together uh before we move into the pictures of your bruises Jesus Christ oh that's like I mean, it's hard to even like as someone who doesn't have to worry about their immigration, my immigration status, like trying to prove to someone that I've been in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. It's hard enough, like to even talk about that. Like, why were you even with them at the like if they're going to abuse you? Mm -hmm. Like trying to explain that, like, ugh, it's this whole thing is just infuriating on multiple levels. (laughs) As as we laugh, I feel I feel like we're just laughing at the futility of the situation. Well, especially with the um, current regime. I mean, administration that's in power. (laughs) I can't wait for a regime change. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, with the person who's currently in charge of our country, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, the person and also the machine behind him, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's only encouraging these views to um, sort of be spread and get worse. And like this anti-immigration rhetoric, like, it is so how like it affects things within our economy and our communities on yeah. so many levels and mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how how much our country actually is driven by immigrants and you know brown people. Yeah. And like there's so many jobs that like an, a white person doesn't want but it's it's integral to your economy in your society to have mm-hmm. these people fill these jobs mm-hmm. and it just it boggles my mind like That's, I'm dumbfounded I think like for me I was in college and I was studying um food studies you know as one does <laughs> and um yeah so Florida is a very agricultural centric mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. um and most of the interior of Florida is farms and we had someone come and talk to our class about like labor and agricultural labor and he was like here's the thing like I would be willing to pay like any kid off the street like minimum wage mm-hmm. or more because sh- like, it's backbreaking yeah. to go out there and pick strawberries or pick tomatoes but like they're not the ones who are willing to do this. Right. And he's like, I pay people properly, but like you have to understand like the people who I'm hiring are going to be undocumented because they're the only ones that are willing to do this work. Mm -hmm. And 
let's also not forget that like if you watch it, I think it's a documentary, uh, Grapes of Wrath or something like that, which is a really good documentary that uh, goes through the life of immigrants in California picking uh, fruits and they're exposed to pesticides that lead to birth defects, oh. um, physical disabilities. It creates um, a lot of mental health hazards as well. Mm -hmm. And like they're exposed to a lot of things that you you don't want people to be exposed to. So there there's al already a lot of dangers at, in this job. Yeah. And it's it's under it's underappreciated, it's underrepresented. It's it's just things that like we don't realize like the reason that we have food on the table in front of us is because of an immigrant that was willing to put this back la backbreaking labor mm -hmm. out in those fields because they need to provide for their families as well. Yeah. So this uh this makes me think of two things. Uh one is that how ridiculous the narrative uh, like the anti-immigrant narrative of they're taking our jobs. Is. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because it's like clearly you weren't doing the job. Like it was like yes, they yes. it from you. No, exactly. <laughs> you weren't doing it. So No, that's what makes uh, me so like so furious. Like you guys are not the ones out there. Like where I'm from in Florida is really famous for honey mm -hmm. and it's really fucking hard work. Yeah. Like you're picking up these very heavy frames and moving them in like a bee suit, which is like suffocating in uh -huh. the, like Florida heat. And nobody wants to fucking do that. Right. But we're so proud of our honey and it's like a local thing and blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, we're not, no one else wants to fucking do that. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's just absurd. Um, the other thing this makes me think of, as you were mentioning about how much uh, like agriculture in particular and like food and like restaurants like rely on immigrant like laborers, like especially like like brown immigrant laborers, is that I'm remembering this was shortly after the um, like caging children policy was mm -hmm. announced. Mm -hmm. um, and there were multiple like high profile members of the um, current administration that were like uh, being protested in restaurants, like when they were going out to dinner. And so many of them were Mexican restaurants. And it was just like, oh, I think you guys are just trying to, you're not even trying to hide that you think brown people are only for your consumption. Yeah. 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 The, there's like a literal connection that you're making there. Yeah. It's like you can't be anti-immigration, but then go out and celebrate Taco Tuesday. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> One would think. Or like, um, you know, Cinco de Mayo is coming up. That is a huge fucking party that a lot of people don't realize. Like, mm -hmm. it isn't like a party, yeah. you know, and they're like, it's Cinco de Mayo. Let's go get margaritas and drink tequila. And I'm like, you are so missing the fucking point. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna be like, yeah, doing their Taco Tuesday, yeah, and then wake up and talk trash about immigrants on Wednesday, and it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. don't get to have both. That's my huge issue with like what is currently being done in the theater of politics. It's just like there is this like pathological like argument being made where you are always right because you're the loudest uh-huh and that it doesn't matter if someone tells you a fact and it proves it incorrect but because you believe it so strongly then it's automatically right yeah and I just like so yeah you can go out to like taco Tuesday because we have co-opted Mexican culture um but it doesn't matter because they should try to be legal immigrants because we're the best <laughs> you know like what 
just like there's so many holes in that and I can't even it can't really think about it or confront it because it makes my brain hurt. Essentially, yeah. Um I was I was thinking about that in relation to uh some comments that orange guy in the White House said last week. Um Can we just like bleep his name? <laughs> it's basically a slur, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of, it kind of like literally is. If I'm thinking about uh, how, uh, like, people sometimes, in order to like offend or like attack people of color, will chant his name. So that's sort of like you already know what that what that means. Then, yeah. <laughs> um. So he was talking about immigration at uh, CPAC, like Conservative Political Action Conference, something like that. I don't remember the precise letters, but it's basically like a big retreat for like evil masterminds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So they they had like a bunch of uh, Republican politicians attend this, and uh, he was giving this speech, and in the course of his speech he mentions he was like oh yeah like there are so many uh like women like trying to like immigrate to the u.s like they're like trying to like cross the border and it's like so dangerous and like their mothers like know they're going to be assaulted and so they just give them massive amounts of birth control and like isn't that so sad and and it was just sort of like my head hurts from all of that. It's like, like there's so like, many things. I, there's so, there's so many. There's so many layers. things. <laughs> yeah. Like do, I'm like, do you first of all, do you think that you can take like more birth control to be extra not pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that's how it worked. <laughs> like, oh, let me just stock up on my birth control now. <laughs> I just take like four a day. I'll be. I'll definitely not get pregnant. Yeah. So, <laughs> and. There's again, it was just sort of like the like hypocrisy and the in the these this comment, and that it's like, oh, so you're sort of saying that it would be you recognize it's bad for this like women to be like assaulted and for it to be such a dangerous journey for it to come to the United States, um, even though you're then sort of painting Latino men as rapists, like he did on his announcement day. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, you're denying them any access to reproductive health care. Yep. Uh, They've taken away <laughs> that away from trafficking victims, too. Real yeah. cute. They're trying mm-hmm. to take it away from everybody. All, everyone. Yeah, like literally everyone. Like, you're, yeah, you're not providing any options. You're not providing any information. You're not working against sexual assault. Uh, in... You're condoning sexual assault. Exactly. Uh, so again, it's just these things that like, if you really believe these things, like there would just be an active conflict with one another. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that actually, I wanted to talk to you about um, this whole thing with asylum seekers mm. um, experience, who've experienced domestic violence. So that uh-huh. is a their grounds for claiming asylum yeah this is something i feel really passionate about Mm -hmm. because the the need to seek asylum is very clear in international law and we have agreed to abide by that and like if a person is in danger and cannot return to their country of origin they are allowed to seek asylum yeah i mean you have a legal and moral obligation exactly yeah and then like I just, I can't stand that somehow this administration has reasoned that that's not good enough of a fucking excuse. Mm -hmm. Or the whole, like, political, social situation in El Salvador. Like, are you fucking kidding me? They're just like, well, that's too bad. You're too poor. Like, you don't have enough, like, value to us in Uh our economy. Like, what the fuck? Like, 
there are a lot of uh, bad things wrapped up in there, like different yeah. sorts of bad things. Uh, like, I'm just trying to try to process this. I was flagging them. Like, there are so many. So many <laughs> things. Um, hang on. Let me just rewind a little bit mentally. Okay. So if you're like trying to block people from like having like asylum. I'm thinking of this, this happens in a couple different ways. One thing I've seen a lot of conservatives say is like, oh, I don't, it's not that I don't believe in asylum, but like, why don't you just apply in your home country? And it's like, that's just not how asylum works. Not, if you were uh, fearing for your life and that's why you need to leave and can't return, like, yeah. why would you want to do it while you're there? Right. It's, it's like they consider asylum a visa. Yeah. And it's like, I, I would like to remind people that there are, like 1.4 million visa applications for Mexico alone. So like, let's not even talk about asylum speak seekers. Like this is a separate matter. And also again, the law states that they can do it here. (laughs) So it's not like they're doing something illegal. Even if like one, even if you really cared about the law, if you like genuinely were like, Oh, if they follow things the right way, Mm -hmm. they were doing it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that's one, one issue there. Um, Another issue is uh, under the former attorney general, Jeff Sessions, uh, he was trying to change the department of justice's guidance guidance on those asylum applications specifically sort of like blocking like women who had experienced like gender-based violence and it's just a bizarre exercise to me to like try to like think of a way out of like helping people you recognize are abused right uh, right you're like you're not bad enough yeah <laughs> like that's bad but eh. yeah like, you might have been abused but you're not a white guy in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not, you're not coming with like money. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's infuriating. It's, it's infuriating. I was going to say beyond frustrating, but infuriating is the correct word. Um, yeah. Just like a complete like disregard for their humanity. One, um, but two, it's sort of like this like convoluted steps. Um, and what I'm also kind of thinking of there, as you, as you mentioned that, like people not realizing those sort of intermediate steps where it's like, well, because of this, they can't actually do that. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that folks don't often think about. Um, and even the law doesn't do like that good a job of thinking about either. Like there are a couple different ways of evaluating some like discrimination claims. And, and the sort of two big ways are disparate uh, impact versus discriminatory intent. And so discriminatory intent, that's like pretty clear, just like straight up, they like meant to do this bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but disparate impact is more like, even if they didn't mean to do this bad thing to this group of people, it's like really affecting, say like black people or LGBT people or whatever in this like really negative way. And Native Americans. Yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, and there's, it's been like a like an issue and sort of like in like legal jurisprudence and like, which if like which of these will get like more weight because some uh some are very much like well if they weren't trying to do this bad thing does it really matter and obviously the affected groups are like oh uh, yes <laughs> yes uh, it does yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah know. i think that um that's something i'm particularly interested in is like whether or not like it's very difficult to prove intent when someone's creating a law and it's been enacted, but you can definitely connect like implementation mm-hmm. um, and demonstrate bias. And it doesn't really matter what the law says. In particular, it's the way in which we enforce it. Right. And uh-huh. so even if it wasn't intended to 
hurt a particular group or target a particular group, like it still matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it, sometimes they straight up were as well. And they're just oh, sort of yeah, pretending absolutely. that it was. <laughs> like the war on drugs. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just like that's fake. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so we kind of have gone around this a little bit, but I want to talk about um the border wall mm-hmm. that's currently being um discussed and has been debated on and off um very frequently. Yeah. Um so I want to hear your thoughts your legal and social justice minded thoughts on this. And also okay. your personal thoughts. Cause just let it go. <laughs> let it, yeah. let it rip. Uh, I can't believe we're still talking about this. Uh, it's never going to be built. Uh, and it's like exclusively just, it's, it's, I've, I've been referring to it as bigot bricks. Yeah. Uh, that's so <laughs> good. Uh, I'm like, that's, that's what it is. Like it's, it's literally just like a monument to your hatefulness. Uh, yes. and it's like complete nonsense. Uh, and, and yeah, it's just like, so like morally offensive. Um, this like, this like insult to like people of color, specifically, uh, like Latin American immigrants. Uh, and then once you go, I think then once you go like a step further from that, uh, it like even like falls further apart when you like think about the whole like nonsense sort of like pretextual reasons he's given uh like oh like crime will fall and it's like well actually immigrants statistically commit fewer crimes than mm-hmm. native born citizens so i've uh, actually i've actually seen that in my research yeah yeah um uh, so it's like that's that's not it um it's like yeah uh, like once you're <laughs> over here and if someone has overstayed their visa or come like trying like has not come with documents you don't want to fuck up because then they get caught and then kicked out yeah (laughs) just like trying to follow a little bit of logic Mm -hmm. like they're not here to like do secret crime (laughs) because when you do crime like law enforcement gets involved and then you like uh they had this they had like a campaign of like victims of immigrant crime and everything and like i just very exploitative right it's super exploitative but i also want to point that like There is a, okay, like there are immigrants and there are naturalized citizens Mm -hmm. and then there are criminals and it's this Venn diagram and it crosses and like, yes, people who immigrate here can do crimes. They are human. They are going to transgress into, you know, human criminal mentality. But then there are also naturalized citizens here that also commit crimes. So if you're going to penalize the immigrants that do crimes, you also have to penalize everybody else who does crimes and you have to if you're going to shed light on one you need to shed light on the other side as well yeah and um in terms of like targeting uh immigrants for like criminal offenses um like uh by like ice or uh our customs and like border patrol for mm-hmm. example like sometimes there's like seriously like even like minor infractions just sort of like doing like whatever they can that's like an effort to just like root out uh these brown people and i think it's just like very very clear this isn't yeah. actually anything to do about crime there isn't anything to do about safety it's yeah. exclusively to do with white supremacy it's exclusively to do with the sort of like an ethnic cleansing campaign like that's yeah. what that is and also, like, I feel that. Sorry, I'm thinking of the term. They used to do this in Stonewall for the gays um, going into bars, dressed up undercover. <sighs> I don't know Crap. what you're talking about. 
during during the stone like just before the Stonewall riots, the cops would go mm-hmm. up undercover and try to catch gays because homosexuality. Like and, Sting, you mean? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. I'm gonna Google it and I'm gonna come back because it, okay. this is kind or of like entrapment. Yes, thank okay. you. It's entra- <laughs> Like what they're doing is kind of entrapment. Like they're basically setting up people to like. Yeah make these minor infractions and then making a mountain out of that molehill and then like you're out go well my thing is is that they're completely fucking ignoring like other things uh, the reasons why crime exists because then that would indicate that they would have to do like serious infrastructural like upheaval yeah. so also maybe, like you destabilize the countries where these people are immigrating right from. exactly <laughs> like we're yeah. we're not talking about that we're not talking about poverty mm-hmm. like community fucking violence or like when we use veterans as scapegoats because oh, they're yeah. like oh you know immigrants are getting social security and welfare benefits i'm like they're not fucking getting that because right. you need to have a social security number and you need to be a citizen <laughs> to get that like immigrants are out here paying taxes like yeah they'll pay doing. taxes yeah. but they're not they they're not there's a separate welfare that immigrants have access yeah. to but it's not the safety net that naturalized citizens right. have it's access like they're to they're not taking your money they're giving you money yes <laughs> exactly and it's like well we should be you we should be you know standing with our veterans well you're not fucking doing that either no absolutely not <laughs> If you have, if you're a veteran and you're trying to seek services through the VA, like, yeah. please, good luck with that. Go, yeah. like, come to New York City. Go talk to the homeless on the streets. I can guarantee you that a good number of them are vets that just had shit luck. Mm-hmm. And we're not doing anything for them because we're using them as scapegoats. It's horrible to, like, only, like, drag, drag out a veteran, like, in that instance to, like, sort of, like, prevent something from like, going to, like, immigrants. Like, have you considered this veteran? <laughs> <laughs> this one particular veteran. And we got the saddest one who's, like, definitely has, like, some undiagnosed mental health disorder right. and it's, like, missing limbs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, have you considered this one? It's <laughs> subtext. It's okay. Neither did we. But this one. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's It's gross. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Um, also, it's like a, a legal matter. I think this is just, it's like the smallest of the concerns for me because I think the biggest concerns are like the moral ones. Um, but another reason why this wall is not going to get built is that it would be such a, like a big, uh, like, 
takings problem like there's like like federal law about like when the government can like take property um and oh, have to like point yeah, yeah and, and they'll have to like compensate people if they take their property i'm thinking about how much how much of people's land would have to be taken to build this wall that they're talking about for like the size and like how salty would people be when they realize that there would be like this wall that they were begging for is going to go like right through their living room and they would have to move uh i like they are now interviewing and doing research <clears throat> with law enforcement who are in districts that are in border towns. And they're like, we don't really give a fuck about it. Like we need other things. We don't yeah. need a wall. Like we need, we, if anything, need more immigration, like help, like help with the immigration process yeah. or just like people to be here to like, help with like employment or mm. like it doesn't have to do with crime and it doesn't have to do with the border security it has yeah. to do with like just like helping people out like it doesn't make any sense right and um again less of a concern since it just it should be enough of an argument to be like this is bad and racist um but thinking about the expense of it and just like you are wasting so much money on this when there are so many things that need the money like Public housing is like failing in New York City. Um, well, I shouldn't I shouldn't say Flint failing. Still needs but water. Yeah, Flint needs water. Um, I will I'll revise from saying failing to say that like uh, public housing in New York City needs roughly thirty two billion dollars capital investment right now, yep. and so I'm just thinking like. Yeah, like we have, you have people that need roofs. You have people that need water. You in have Newark, people that need food. We have, and we have yet. a water emergency because there's lead in all of our pipes. Mm -hmm. And also the education system fucking sucks. Yeah. And we, we could definitely use some money in Newark. I think mm -hmm. like one of the rhetoric that is so uh, just upsetting for me is like, we need to take care of our own. Okay, great. Start taking care of your own. Right, you exactly. have Flint that still needs water. By the way, Puerto Rico is part of the yeah. United States. Who has oh, heard from man. Puerto Rico in the last five months? Mm -hmm. Like in New York City, you know, all these little places that are still part of the United States. And like, if you're going to say that you can't take care of the immigrants because you're going to take care of your citizens, then fucking, you know, put the work, put the money where your mouth is and right. do it. But they're not health insurance, housing, employment, education, just like basic necessities, water. Ready? Mm -hmm. Let's a great way to like make more jobs. Open up the visa process and like let people come in and work on visa applications. Yeah. For real. It's it's just like that part in itself really amazes me about how um, few people in the government actually work on visa applications mm -hmm. and so now they're getting like an there is always sort of an influx and now they're running more and more behind. So, you know, it was supposed to take six to 12 weeks and now it's like years six to 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. To get your visa approved. Yeah. And I think the border wall is a lot of bullshit and a lot of things. But I think for me the biggest point of racism with the border wall is that they're like, well, a lot of drugs come up through Mexico. If you do the research, most, a lot more drugs come in from the great white North of Canada. <laughs> well, also they don't just like <laughs> stroll across the fucking border. Like if you're a right. drug dealer, like how much, how much weed or Coke or whatever you're like smuggling in, can you get in in a fucking car? 
Yeah. Just like trying to like think about it a little bit. Also, I uh, I wish I remembered who the person was. I was like watching some interview and it was so funny because someone asked this person what he thought of like the border wall and he was genuinely like cracking up, like struggling to breathe. And then when he caught his breath, he was just like, did they forget about planes? Like, yeah, that's exactly it. Like that's how people fucking get in to the country like with like smuggling drugs. Yeah. They use planes and they have since the 1970s when yeah. like coke started being popular like, like, I've seen narcos <laughs> I've seen narcos I watched blow and I watched gangland and drugland I know things so I went to school for history um mm. and I remember sitting in my world history class as a freshman and we're talking about the great wall of china which is very uh very similar to the situation of what we're seeing today. And uh, there's a lot of reasons why the Great Wall of China was built. There's a lot of reasons why there's multiple sections of the Great Wall of China Mm -hmm. that aren't actually connected because it was showing like the expanse and contraction of the empire and Mm. the power display of like, I have the money to build a wall, so Uh I'm going to build a wall. And then it was also to keep the Mongolians out. Mm. Very similar to what we're seeing and hearing today in um, recent news. And my teacher goes, (laughs) obviously this great wall of China didn't work. Can There are three ways why this didn't work. Can anybody name any of the three ways? And me being a smart ass was like, they can fucking walk around it. <laughs> and he's like, okay, that's one of the three ways. What's the other? And it's like, it's walk around, climb it, and you bribe officials. Like you have humans <laughs> guarding the wall. Like they're going to get bribed. It's, there's there's so many workarounds like a like, wall does not like go all the way up into work. outer space right. <laughs> and like, is, is is that why we like we're having a space force too like let's just throw all their money at outer space because like we're gonna build the wall all the way there i'm just i'm just now thinking about getting through walls i'm just like haven't y'all seen game of thrones <laughs> like <laughs> if you need a, like a recent reference like just watch hbo like you'll see it can be done also we have nuclear capabilities now it's, like it's just like not an issue (laughs) like let's let's just pretend for one second that like the immigrants that are coming into the united states are bad right Mm -hmm. okay let let's let's just set up this like this situation sake of argument not that the devil really needs any advocates but let's just say for the sake of argument that immigrants that are coming into the united states on the southern border are bad well if we follow how people argue about guns and like you can outlaw guns and they're still going to get guns. Mm -hmm. If people still want to get into the United States, they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And if your argument for guns, not outlawing guns is, well, what's the point of banning guns? If you still want a gun so badly, you're going to get it. Well, if somebody wants to get into the United States so badly, they're going to do it, whether mm-hmm. it's by banana boat, whether it's by plane, whether it's by literally taking a ladder to that wall or pole vaulting it or whatever. You're going to figure out a way to get in. Mm-hmm. And you can't pretend for one second that your logical fallacy of like banning guns isn't going to work because you're still going to get guns. Well, that carries over to anything else that you're going to try to do to stop, quote unquote, bad people. Right. You can't stop, quote unquote, bad people. The question is, like, you know, like, why does that work there and not here? Right, exactly. Like, why does it work for your guns? And then be like, because I like those. (laughs) So, like, that's going to be the answer. I just want to, I want to take this moment to tell you a story that my dad, being a man from the South, um, has guns. I don't know why, because he also doesn't go hunting. We, you can 
think about that. Lots of phallic <laughs> ideas. Anyway, so uh, he wanted to get a shotgun and he was too impatient to wait the like mandatory waiting period. So he just bought one from his friend. There's no ID check. There's yeah. no check for his gun license. I mean, fortunately, he has one. Like, if it's that easy, like, you can figure something out to get oh, yeah. an abortion, to get, like... Oh, absolutely. Oh, and, like, the abortion argument. It's like, you're going to outlaw abortion well, or ban it? It's like, okay, well, I mean, you're not going to ban guns because people can still get guns. Here's the thing about, about banning abortion. Let's you go. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm rammed. I, I'm ready. Go. I'm ready. So, you can't stop abortions you can possibly stop safe abortions exactly and so like they're not gonna save babies if that's even what you think you're doing but you will kill women yeah exactly this is my thing also with sex work you can fucking outlaw as much as you want but like everyone knows it is the world's oldest profession it's going to continue to exist like it's been banned for a real fucking long time Mm -hmm. and you know what people are still doing sex work yeah i would also like to point out that the people who want to ban sex work are probably the people who are consuming it consuming it (laughs) i know and it's like they've been villainized for eons for Mm -hmm. basically since the profession existed and yet it was still consumed yeah there there there's just so many ironic relationships it's like how the bible belt which is like you know supposed to be all holy and everything has the highest consumption of porn. Uh huh. Like there's different so- kind of holes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's supposed to be like, like th- this is the livelihood you're preaching and this is the livelihood that you want to enforce on everybody else. But in the meantime, we're gonna go like yeah. jerk off over here about something else. Like yeah. So um, I've been like really excited for this conversation for a very long time because and she I read a whole book on gay yeah, rights. I I actually have like six or seven pages of just like background research so I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking to you about this because mm-hmm. I'm really like amped up and infuriated by this whole topic yeah um and one of the things that really stood out in my research that like made me actually stop and count is how many immigration acts we have in this country historically there is about 32 immigration acts that are like the Chinese Exclusionary Act, the Naturalization Act, the This Act, this this Immigration Act of like 1932, so on and so forth. And they're all like, you're Chinese, you can't enter. Uh Oh no, wait, sorry, you're quote unquote Oriental and you can't Mm -hmm. enter. You don't have white enough skin, so you can't enter. And oh, you're coming from the South, so you can't enter. And it's, there's, there's fucking 32 Immigration Acts saying that if you are not a white person, you can't enter. But, oh, you're finished. You're good. Let's come in. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I think that's also, like, so important to remember when you have people be like, well, my ancestors came here illegally. It's, and so uh, for, there's, like, A, uh, legal immigration is a very recent invention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, yeah, everybody's ancestors had, up to a certain point came here legally. Like, cool. Uh, but also and- there are a lot of people just, like, I because I hear this a lot, like, coming from people from home. And I'm like, but there are also, like, a lot of people, especially in the South, who had no fucking choice about their family coming here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, it's, like, got taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, and oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? I'm sure I had another. Um, <laughs> I feel like I said A, so I must have had a B. B. Uh, yeah, so sorry, I did interrupt you, but I feel like yeah, okay. super, super oh. passionate about people being really fucking stupid yeah. from <laughs> home, and I'm like. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What I was going to say was uh, that, like, the first like Immigration Act, like, was that was the the Chinese Exclusion Act, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like from the beginning of us having immigration regulations, it was explicitly like on the basis of race. Yeah. Like it was like the purpose was racism. There's no other way around it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So something that popped up in my head that I wanted to uh, talk about is the dream act dreamers and everything. Um, I think the dream act is a pretty good stepping stone to moving forward. Yeah. Um, I remember being in our, so, um, we had a student, uh, student council and I was part of the student council. Um, I was a representative for amnesty international on our student council Mm -hmm. and, we were talking about the DREAM Act. I don't know why student council had to talk about the DREAM Act, but apparently <laughs> we were talking about the DREAM Act. And some girl, uh, she's like, well, I'm an immigrant and I'm against the DREAM Act. And I raised my hand and I go, that's because your family's from Sweden. <laughs> what about everybody else who is relying on the DREAM Act? That's like families, laugh out loud funny. <laughs> whose families are not from Sweden. I go, you and I, we're children of white immigrants. We're lucky. Uh-huh. We are fucking lucky, but everybody else, they're not so lucky. And like, I get it. I get that my Nona came here with $86 in her pocket, but guess what? That's $86 in being white, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there I'm- were people who already lived here who gave over land for like three shelves yeah. and were still killed. Exactly. Like, yeah. A complete like exactly. ethnicity just murdered exactly mm-hmm. and it's like i know that i'm lucky and i know that i'm privileged and i know that i can sit here and say that but there's so many people who are struggling to make every single day like put food on the table and mm-hmm. be there for their children and at the end of the day like whether or not you agree with immigration laws like where's the empathy and the human yeah. natural instinct of wanting to care for your kind? Like right. we're, we're just missing that as a society. We're missing the part where like you have a family, mm-hmm. you are in danger. You have so many things and you have every single right to seek a life of safety and literally the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Like you have every right to pursue something better than what you're living. And <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> like, well, you can blame nationalism and you should read Imagined Communities by Benedict Anderson about how we create just missing ideas of nations and that who belongs and who doesn't. Yeah. So uh, I have a quick question um, because immigration is a hard issue for a lot of reasons, not just like the moral, ethical reasons. Yeah. And there are paths to citizenship, but they're very difficult Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people have a hard time going well I'm against anti-immigration unless you do it legally Uh like do you have like have you thought of ways to like make the path of citizenship easier like do you oh gosh (laughs) I mean like because like that's something that I've always thought about was like well I know that the path to immigration or path to citizenship rather is difficult and like it's such there's such a huge divide but a lot of people seem to be like, well, if you do it legally, so like uh, 
how we need to make it easy to do it legally. Yeah, like what we need to do, um, we need to make question, it easy. I guess is how how to simplify it. I mean, I think uh, you mentioned something earlier, which is hiring way more people yeah. uh, that can actually go through those applications. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would that would definitely help. Um, uh, probably using like simpler language since those forms do not make sense yeah and also have like nonsense things like once i was so frustrated um when i was like still like new on the job and things um i had to like redo some papers because i did them in like the wrong color ink because like the immigration center in vermont like oval only accepted in like a certain color ink and i was like are you kidding me (laughs) Please yeah. tell me it's not like Pantone coral ink, like <laughs> no. the most difficult no. ink to get a hold of. I mean, it is like black, but like if you do it in blue or in right. red, yeah. then they do send it back. Yeah, I think I had like used a blue ink pen that day and they were my supervisor were like, oh, you can't do that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it was like getting rid of some of those like needless hurdles, um, like, yeah, taking out the um, like you know, like discriminatory, uh, like barriers, mm-hmm. like all of those things would help. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's like more that can be done that if I was like more of a specialist, I would know more about. Yeah, no, um, I mean, this, this was a step in the dark. It's something yeah. that like I, unless you're a specialist, you probably don't think extensively about like right, how right. to facilitate immigration. Cause like, I know a lot of people who are like, it's not that I'm against immigrants i'm just against them coming here illegally and i'm like there's a lot of issues with that but let's say we actually do make them come here illegally mm-hmm. like what would those steps to immigration be like so okay yeah that's cool i have so many questions but i think we're gonna have to come back and <laughs> we're just gonna have you back multiple times because you're so just amazing to talk to oh, oh shucks thanks for coming in we really appreciate it thanks for having me this has been great yeah, yeah. and we love to rant about um social justice warrior yeah. shit like the, we talk no. a lot about <laughs> mental health and like that is so important. And I don't think we can stress how important that is, but yeah. we, there's so many other comfortable, uncomfortable topics that we need to talk about. And mm. immigration is a big thing that we need to talk about. And not to mention how this actually affects our mental health and our physical health yeah, and everything. Absolutely. So it's it, at the end of the day, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so where can we find you on social media? Uh, yeah, so uh, there is a Barden Bougie Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, also an Instagram, although you'll have to see my other day-to-day nonsense on Instagram, too. I love it. <laughs> um, there's also a bardenbougie.podbean.com, and Barden Bougie is also on, let's see, Podbean, uh, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Google Play. I feel like I'm use, missing one. Use your Google. That's yeah, what I tell yeah. people. Just like Google. Use it. your Google. Yeah, you'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> you'll find like the links. You'll find the merch. You'll find my articles. It's it's all there. <laughs> so thanks for listening. I hope you found some valuable information. Um, we realize that we talk a lot about immigration and this is a very divisive topic. Um, If you are anti-immigration, we encourage you to take a step back and consider the reasons why you may be against it because this is affecting a lot more lives than just yourself and your little hole in the wall place in the world. Also, maybe this isn't the fucking podcast for you. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Um, But we also want to encourage people to think critically about their lives and the impact of their rhetoric on others. Um, 
If you want to reach out to us, find us, send us love notes, send us whatever notes. You can tell us how wrong we are about integration and we'll just, uh, immigration and integration. Um, we'll go tell you to go fuck yourself, but you can find us at Podcast at gmail.com or at Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, don't, don't be a dick. dick.